Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I hope that you're doing well. I don't know if you've been able to check out episode one and two so far, but if you have, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast and feeling like you're getting some value out of it so far. We're definitely going to keep diving deeper and deeper as the podcast goes on and as I get a little bit more comfortable, which definitely feels like the case. Um, Like anything new that you start, it's scary and shaky in the beginning, but then eventually it becomes second nature. And so I'm looking forward to getting to that place (laughs) in this podcast. So today I want to talk to you guys about something that absolutely changed the trajectory of my life. When I learned this concept, everything changed for me. And that's what I want to share with you all a little bit today because I think that there are several people out there who could probably benefit from this podcast. So today we are going to be discussing the topic of buffering. What is buffering? What does it mean? What does it entail? And what do I do about it? So around two years ago, I was in a place where I would definitely say I hit my low. Um, It was a very difficult time. I asked myself the question, who am I? And for a lot of people, I think when we're asked like, who are you? You say your name, your age, what you do for a living. You have like all of these very quick answers where you live, where you grew up. But in asking myself that question on a deeper level, who am I? I couldn't answer the question. And it felt very defeating to be at a place where I didn't even feel like I knew who I was at my core. I felt so disconnected from myself And I just felt stuck in life. It's like I could feel a burning desire in my guts, like that fire in my belly, a burning desire in my soul. I knew that there was more that I wanted out of life. I could see the vision that I had for my life. I could feel all of my, you know, dreams and my goals. But how to get there felt impossible. What to do to get there felt impossible. I had no direction, very little motivation. I had different avenues that I could take to get where I was wanting to go and yet none of it felt good to me. And I just got to a place where I would say, who is Macy? And I couldn't answer the question. And it just, it felt so awful. And then I asked myself the question, who would I be if I could be anyone? And at the time, I felt like I couldn't even answer that question. So I don't know what you guys do when you're feeling down, but I decided I was going to go on Amazon because at this point I had had, you know, three years of personal development and one full year of life coaching. 
And so I just decided, you know what, I need to look into this more. I need to explore this more. So I got on Amazon and I just started looking up books that described how I felt. So for instance, in my search bar, I looked up feeling stuck or how to get over, you know, how to meet yourself or (laughs) different things about like inner exploration. And I came across this book called Why You're Stuck. And it's written by Derek. The last name, I'm just going to spell it because I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's D-O-E-P-K-E-R. And I know that I would butcher it, so I'm just going to spell it. (laughs) But it's called Why You're Stuck, Your Guide to Finding Freedom from Any of Life's Challenges. And it stuck out to me. It had pretty good reviews on it, and so I decided that I was going to order it. And this book, as simple as it is, changed my life. So if you're looking for a new book geared in the personal development space, um, I would definitely recommend it. I got this book in the mail and I opened it up and I started reading it and I came across a section of the book that talked about buffering. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I had never really heard of buffering, to be completely honest with you. I didn't really know what it meant. But as I was reading through his description, it said, you know, we are used to seeing that people buffer in a number of unhealthy ways. And what this looks like is eating whenever you're not hungry, you know, like eating because you're bored, eating because you don't want to think about the things that you have to think about. It's going to the fridge and the pantry and just wondering what you're going to eat, but without the desire to actually fulfill that need because you're hungry. It's feeling stressed and going and saying, you know, I need a drink. I need to go have the drink. I need to go have the cigarette. I need to go smoke, whatever it is, right? It is getting on the couch and saying, I'm just going to watch one more episode of Netflix, one more episode of this, like on Netflix, whatever it is. And before you know it, you've watched seven episodes of Netflix, right? And so he was talking about how buffering is spending your time doing something else to avoid what is really going on. And we see it with over drinking, overeating, watching excessive TV, you know, excessive maybe working out or whatever it is. But he said the one thing that we don't realize or the one way we don't realize that we do this is through our phones, And I'm going to tell you that that hit me like a ton of bricks because for years, my family and my husband would always tell me, you are always on your phone. Like you spend ridiculous amount of time on your phone. And I hated it. I hated when they would say that. I would be like, no, I don't. I'm working my business. I, you know, (laughs) I was in a relationship marketing business and I would put in customer orders and I'd market myself on Facebook and I felt like I was working and even if I wasn't working, you know, I was on Pinterest and I was working on my vision board and my dream board and I always felt like my time through social media was very, very productive. But when they would talk to me, they were like, Macy, 
you are always on your phone. Like you never put it down. It's glued to your hand. We can't get you away from it. And every time we try to talk to you about the time that you're spending on it, you get defensive and you always argue. And I would be like, no, I don't. And then I'd argue with them. (laughs) And it didn't feel like a problem. So when I read in this book, one of the ways that people are buffering that we don't even think about is through social media. And he said, how How often do you scroll aimlessly through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and all of these things and just think it's normal? And I thought, wow, I mean, it really hit me like a ton of bricks and it it stung, you know, it didn't really feel good. And I got to thinking and I was like, is this why I'm stuck? Is this why I feel so bad? Is this why I can't answer the question of who I who am I? Like, is this the reason? And I decided to explore that. So here's what I did. I put my phone on silent. Um, I turned it upside down to where I couldn't see the screen. I pushed it all the way on the opposite end of my coffee table and I sat on the couch with no TV, no noise, no sound, no nothing. And I'm going to tell you something life-changing that happened. (laughs) It was torture, by the way. (laughs) I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I can feel from the tips of my toes Some things are about to go down. Like thoughts are about to flood my mind. I'm about to have to look at some things that I've clearly been avoiding. And it's like from the tips of my toes, it bubbled up all the way through my legs, all the way through my belly, all the way through my chest until my heart started pounding. And all of a sudden, I felt overwhelming anxiety out of nowhere. And... I was like, I had the immediate thought, okay, I don't like anxiety. I don't like the way this feels. Um, I don't want to think about this. What is wrong with me? What is happening to my body? Why am I having an anxiety attack? Why is my heart racing? Why do I feel like this? And it became like a full-blown anxiety attack. And I was having the thoughts of, I don't want to have anxiety. I don't have anxiety. And immediately I could see how many times in that moment my body tried to reach for the phone. It was incredible to witness as a human being, like to no- to notice how frequently my body had a knee jerk reaction to reach over that coffee table and grab that phone. It was no less than 15 times in probably a 25 minute time span. My body begged for me to pick up that phone. And in that moment, I was able to realize that No, I don't buffer with alcohol. I don't buffer with overeating or eating when I'm bored. I don't buffer with any sort of drug. I don't buffer, you know, with over-exercising. I buffer through social media. I am avoiding this anxiety that is coming up in my body by getting on social media. And it became very evident to me how much... I was hiding from myself in that moment. So for that full 25 minutes that I dedicated to doing that, I was uncomfortable. And here's what happens. 
initially like what the what happened was the feeling in my body became overwhelm and anxiety and then it became anger and then frustration and then sadness and I could feel so many emotions coming up and those emotions were coming up from the thoughts that were entering my mind and what's very interesting is that I was having thoughts of things that I thought I had dealt with and I thought I had moved through in the past and all of a sudden they were presenting themselves and they were showing up and in those moments I would get angry or I would get sad and I'd be like oh wow I thought that I worked through this two years ago or I thought I worked through this five years ago or wow I worked with my therapist on that forever in childhood why is that coming up I thought that I was over that and what this like what happened through exploring this and seeing how I was buffering was really learning everything that I avoid and this is what happens to us is that you know we store a lot of our stuff our hardships our difficulties in our subconscious mind and then if it's difficult if it was if it was something that we don't want to face, we just kind of like put it in a locker and shove it away, right? Like, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with that. And the reason is because it makes us feel bad. Like all of the thoughts that I was having were contributing to feeling immense anxiety. And we shove away anxiety. We don't want to feel anxiety, right? We, we're like, anxiety feels bad. So why would I want to feel bad? And if I don't want to feel bad, then that means I need to distract my mind with something else. And for me, that something else was scrolling through social media, but it didn't fulfill me, right? Because I'm not actually facing my problems head on. I'm buffering. I'm avoiding the things that I need to work on. And when I was able to realize this after reading that book, that changed the trajectory of my life because what I started doing instead was listening to my mind, like my thoughts, observing my thoughts, sitting in my body, sitting in the discomfort, and sitting in the anxiety that for my entire life, obviously, I've been running away from. And what happened piece by piece was I started to meet myself. I started to get to know myself. I started to understand things that were not serving me what thoughts was I having that were not contributing to my well-being and why are they there so instead of buffering and avoiding and just kind of pretending that everything is okay and never having to feel any negative emotion instead I just said what if I welcome the negative emotion that I'm feeling and just ask it why it's there And that's what I started to do. I started to ask myself, okay, here's a thought that's coming up. Why is this here? And when I was able to do that, the answers were being revealed to me. It was like, oh, hey, do you remember when you were five years old and this happened? This is how you process this. And this has still not been worked on. And it's because over the course of 20-something years, I was able to figure out how to fill my time so that I wouldn't have to face those subconscious thoughts and patterns. 
because I knew that addressing them made me feel bad. And what's so crazy about the human experience is that we're always trying to avoid pain. I talked about this in my last episode of how the brain seeks pleasure and avoids pain. And that can be as simple as avoiding taking out the trash, avoiding, you know, writing documentation notes, avoiding going to the grocery store. Like for your brain, that can be considered pain, right? That isn't as fun as scrolling on social media, watching a Netflix Netflix episode. And so your brain is always in a state of how do we feel the most safe? How do we feel the most comfortable? What's going to serve us in the moment? And so we do things that are sometimes not productive so that way we don't have to feel bad. And like I said, it can be as simple as I don't want to take the trash out right now. I don't want to record this podcast right now. I don't want to do whatever it is right now. But it can also be more complex. Avoiding pain can also be avoiding something that happened to you in childhood that you don't want to look at. It could also be avoiding the mind drama that you have whenever you think about your relationship with your ex or your sister-in-law or your mother-in-law or whoever it is. If your brain doesn't want to feel the pain, it's going to seek pleasure and it's going to avoid pain at all costs. So that means that it finds a way to avoid it. And for some people, that is eating whenever they're not hungry. And for some people, that's going and having a drink to take the edge off. And for some people, that's going and having a cigarette because they are antsy and they can't handle thinking about everything they need to think about and they know that that's going to take the edge off. And for other people, it's excessively going to work out. You know, working out is healthy and something that you can really do to help, you know, give you those feel-good chemicals back in your body. But there's also a such thing as excessive. So I want to make sure that people understand. I'm not saying don't work out, you know, or all working out is buffering because it's not. It's if, if it's something that's excessive. So like for me, being on social media, I don't think is a bad thing, but is it excessive? And for me, it was excessive and I didn't realize it. Everybody else did on the external, you know, area of my world. But for me, I didn't feel like it was a problem until I actually took a step back and realized, oh my gosh, I reach for my phone no less than 15 times in a 20 minute span because I can't even handle sitting with myself. I can't even stand being in my own body. Like it is miserable to be in my own body because there's stuff that I have coming up in my mind that I haven't dealt with since I was five years old, you know, or whatever it is. And not wanting to feel the anxiety, not wanting to feel the pain is making me do other things subconsciously like a robot so that I don't actually have to do the work on myself. And this is where also we get into blaming other people and other things for how we're feeling. But that's another episode. (laughs) We'll get into that later. But it was very interesting for me to see like, wow. And so this is what really changed the trajectory of my life. Because once I was able to realize, wow, I buffer in an immense way. I am avoiding myself at all costs. And the reason being is that it doesn't feel good. And so what's interesting is that as humans, we're constantly running away from our pain. And we're trying to act like robots so that we don't have to feel pain. And we're forgetting that pain is a part of the human experience. And pain is a part of teaching us what needs to shift and what needs to change. And the crazy thing is, is that a lot of times we will just continue 
to buffer the pain and the anxiety and all of the things that we're feeling instead of changing because change is difficult. Change means looking at yourself. Change might mean going and doing some personal development. Change might mean reading a book that you don't really want to read. Change means maybe going and hiring a life coach that you feel like you can't even, you know, afford or you feel like you you don't even know what a life coach is. You know, change is doing something that you've never done before and that can be very difficult and hard for the brain to wrap its mind around. And so instead it's like, eh, let's just buffer because we don't want to look at everything that's going on. I don't want to face everything. I don't want to dig up what happened in my childhood. I don't want to dig up how I'm feeling about my ex or my sister-in-law or my mother-in-law or my best friend that stabbed me in the back or all of that stuff. So yeah, let me scroll on social media for six hours and just avoid. And then we wonder why we become so disconnected from ourselves. And this is what I work with primarily in my clients that are one-on-one with me as a life coach or even in my Inner Mastery group coaching program. All of this buffering and what it taught me made me look at 12 essential things that we need to face in order to move through this. And that's where my Inner Mastery coaching program came from, is realizing that I was buffering and I went through 12 different areas of my life that needed to be looked at deeper on a deeper level and that needed to be addressed. And those 12 things are what helped me create my program. And that's what um, I have several women enroll in, you know, two to three times a year in order to get more familiar with all of their stuff because on a day-to-day basis, we're avoiding ourselves. And there comes a point where you're ready to, I think, draw your line in the sand and say, who am I? I want to be able to genuinely answer that question without saying, I'm Macy, I'm, you know, this, you know, 27 years old, I, you know, whatever, whatever it is, rather than giving the like book, textbook answer. It's just kind of like, no, I want to be able to say like, qualities that I have, the person that I actually am, not just what I do. I want to know, you know, to my core, who I am as a human being. I desire that. I desire to get clear on what it is I need to do to live out my dream life. And I can't do that if I'm spending my life buffering away. I can't do that. And so I got to a point where I just realized I want to understand myself. I want to turn inward and get to know myself. I want to heal things that I've been holding on to for a long time. All of those thoughts that raced the first time I, you know, put my phone away. I want to address all of those thoughts because those are subconscious things that are holding me back from being my highest and greatest self. And that's exactly what I went to work to do was turn inward. And I did that all of 2017. All of 2017 was about me turning inward and looking at all of my stuff. What do I need to heal? What things am I holding on to? Where do I have resentment? Where do I need to work on forgiveness? Where do I need to work on boundaries? What relationships do I need to strengthen? Where do I need to show myself more self-love? You know, where do I need to strengthen my mindset? Where is my ego, built, you know, coming into play and causing me to act in ways that I don't love? Where am I out of integrity? 
where am I not, you know, like executing my desires in the world? Where am I holding on to excess anxiety where there doesn't need to be any? Like, how can I overcome a lot of that? Where do I need to make better decisions and build my confidence because I can't seem to get over this fear? You know, and how do I make becoming my highest self my actual reality? And those are the different questions that I work through and that's exactly what my inner mastery program is built on is getting to the root of those problems and and asking yourself those questions and working through those because I think that once you can do that you change the trajectory of your life because for most of us we've been avoiding avoiding pain forever because it feels bad And because our brain is like, hey, we don't like to feel bad, so let's do this. Because this will make you feel good, even if it's temporary. And, you know, when I meet my clients and they say, I'm ready for your inner mastery program. I really feel like I need this or I really feel like I need a coach. It's that feeling of disconnect of I don't even know what I need. Because I've avoided everything in my life for so long, I have no idea what I need. And I need somebody who's been there and somebody that can help me through it. And those tend to be a lot of the clients that I work with is helping people meet themselves, helping people stop self-sabotaging, helping people become their highest self. Like, I see your magic. I know that you're in there. I know that all of those dreams and goals that you have for yourself, you are 110% capable of achieving. And the only reason that you haven't gotten there yet is because you're probably avoiding yourself. You're probably avoiding the very things that once you face them, you can become your highest and best self. And that's how I've become who I am to this day is instead of running away from all of my problems, I've learned how to deal with them. And let me just say that I have tons of compassion for people that I see out in the world who become addicts, right? Who are living on the streets, begging for money, panhandling, on drugs. You know, I have such compassion for them because I understand that they were just in a place where they lost themselves and they maybe buffered in numerous ways until they they weren't getting numb enough like they weren't numb enough and they weren't ready to face all of their struggles and they turned to something that could temporarily numb them for a period of time and that's what's led them to where they are right now it's like I'm no better than them And I understand that once I realized that I buffer through social media, we're all numbing. There's so many of us in the world that are numbing. We don't want to feel our feelings. We don't want to have a human experience. It is normal to feel bad. It is normal to feel negative emotion. And if you're feeling that negative emotion for a prolonged period of time, Ask yourself, am I buffering through it or am I actually facing it? Am I talking to somebody about it? Am I working with a counselor or a therapist? You know, am I actually facing my problems or am I looking for the numbing agent? And I think what happens is a lot of times we are numbing at a subconscious level. I was definitely numbing myself at a subconscious level because I didn't want to feel my anxiety. 
and when it became too much, you know, I worked through through all of my, you know, stuff with a counselor or therapist, like most of my life, actually. Most people don't know that. Um, but I worked with a therapist as young as I think I started in first grade all the way through college. I had like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counselor, some, you know, different different people at different times. And then once I graduated college, it was kind of like I'm on my own. And for, you know, about a year, I was just spiraling. I didn't know what I needed. <laughs> I was just like, I I feel like I need something. And it was funny because I was in a business and that's how I got introduced to life coaching because a friend was like, hey, I know you're in business and this coach that I work with um, works with other women entrepreneurs. Do you want to be put in touch with her? And in a roundabout, you know, eventually in a, um, in a roundabout way, I said yes. And I started working with her and I realized like, whoa, there's a lot that I have not faced. There's a lot that I have not dealt with. And the difference that I can give you in the two, because I get asked this sometimes with my clients, I am not against therapy at all. Um, I think that everybody should talk to someone. I think mental health is has such a stigma that we really like we need to look into it more. And, you know, so I'm not against therapy at all at all for me my experience of going through therapy all of my life was it was great to vent and it was great to talk to people but I was never given like strategies to actually move through it I was never taught my own responsibility in changing the trajectory of my life I was never taught a lot of the strategies that I've been taught in life coaching to actually turn my life around. So from week to week, I would go to therapy and I'd feel better after a session because I was able to pour out everything that I was talking about. But then the next week, it would be regurgitating the same thing, regurgitating the same thing. And like, how do you feel this week? How do you feel this week? And each time I was able to regurgitate it, it felt better walking out of those doors. But I was kind of like, okay, I never, I never actually get to the next step. Like, how how can I stop being angry? How can I stop being sad? How can I step into who I'm meant to be? And that's what life coaching life coaching taught me. And, you know, and that's just my own experience. So everybody could have their own experience. But for me, life coaching gave me the tools to own my own power again, like to regain my power and to find who I am at my core, explore that deeper and heal all of the past stuff that was really hard for me and then change the trajectory of my life and move forward in a big powerful way and that empowered me so much that that's where I was like I have like that is my the fire in my belly that is what I want to do with my life I want to help other women get to this point where they feel in charge of their life and they no longer feel like victims and they no longer feel out of control because of their upbringing or whatever has happened to them in the past. And so, um, you know, it's just been very enlightening for me ever since I learned about buffering and everything that has come after that for me. So I really hope that this episode brings you some awareness, you know, do you buffer? Do you find that you're doing one of the buffering types of things? And, you know, can you see compassion in other people who are maybe doing the same thing? You know, that was a big one for me is realizing so many of us buffer, we just do it in different ways. And I, you know, some of, of course, some ways are more healthy than others. But really, at the end of the day, is it 
if we're all avoiding ourselves, if we're all living like robots, if we're all avoiding the things that we need to face in order to heal, is it really, you know? And those are the kinds of things that I ask myself. And I just, for women that are ready to stop that behavior and really like turn inward in a safe environment, that's what I offer in Inner Mastery. So with that being said, um, my third round and final round of Inner Mastery launches on September 4th of this year. And it's a 12-week program. You get a customized journal that I've created with deep questions to help you pull out the very things that we've kind of touched on in this podcast today. And you get coached every week in a group setting on Zoom. So it's all online. You don't have to be in the same state as me. We meet online. And you have access to me for 12 weeks of coaching. You can text and voice message me anytime outside of our calls. And if you're looking for a program to really dive deep and understand why you're buffering in the first place and what things you need to face, it may just be the program for you. So if it is something that you're interested in, again, we get started on September 4th. Enrollment is open and you can enroll on macyrenee.com. That's M-A-C-I-E-R-E-N-A-E.com. Uh, There are payment plans available and you have until August 31st to sign up because I do have to mail out the coaching workbooks so that you get them in your hand by the time we start on September 4th. So if this is something that you're interested in, you're more than welcome to ask me questions. I hope that you love this episode and I will see you guys next episode. Bye-bye.